This podcast covers mature, intense, morbid, and sometimes just scary stuff. Listener discretion is advised. Have you been using the terms coffin and casket interchangeably and wrong? (laughs) Find out on 30 Morbid Minutes. This is the podcast where we cover topics, people, places, and history of a morbid, macabre, dark, and downright grisly nature. And today we are talking coffins. It's coffin talk. This is coffin talk, (laughs) and I have my coffin here sitting right with me. You got a cup of coffins? I sure do. I sure do. Little casket-shaped mug. Yeah. That's got to be a product we can easily get. Oh, for sure. I'm Elise Willems. I was about to ask, who are you? (laughs) I'm Elise Willems, and I love caskets and coffins. (laughs) Talking about them. Uh, and I'm Jessica Vasami, and I love Elise. Oh, I hope we're in one together someday. I hope we Do are they too. make those two-person coffins? Do they? I mean, I guess they used to make them when, like, you know, a pharaoh would make their servant be buried with them <laughs> <laughs> alive. So, yeah, I guess they used to. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, today we're talking about coffins and caskets and burial receptacles. Ooh. And kicking things off with a little bit of a story here. Maybe you're from the UK and you are familiar with the company we are about to talk about, which is Creative Coffins. They're a coffin production company in the UK that specializes in environmentally sound and, dare we say, kind of fun alternatives to your traditional coffin. Hey, death can be fun. You know, it's really about perspective. Yeah, exactly. It's going to happen. So why not have a blast? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, but their coffins are made out of cardboard and mostly recycled, which is great. And they're held together with cornstarch glue. Prices start at around 600 pounds plus VAT and delivery, depending on where you're located. Now, here's the big kicker and why they're called actual creative coffins. You can put virtually any design that you want onto one, excluding imagery and logos subject to copyright, of course. If you take a look at their website, you will see that there's a coffin example that's covered in cricket bats <laughs> and another one that just has a bunch of furry cats all over it. Oh, wow. They've got, yeah, banana prints, cheetah print, a Viking sunset. There is no shortage of wacky designs and visuals. Almost makes me want to change my mind about having my body shot into space when I die. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Maybe they can shoot the coffin up, too. <laughs> I love it. But if they shoot the coffin up, what I mean... Or do you want to like blend in with space? Is it going to be black with like stars on it? Are you, is it going to be? Oh, how? Yes. Okay. I like that. I like that. (laughs) It's a a star printed coffin (laughs) shot up into space at night. I'm inside, explodes into a burst of fireworks (laughs) that spell out, that spell out goodbye, Jessica. Oh, oh, so that would make me cry. You've already passed at this point. So this message is for no one. (laughs) Keep in mind. I'll be waiting for you on the other side. Yeah. But millennials and younger generations are passing on traditional forms of burial and choosing alternatives, which has sent the funeral industry into a bit of a concerned spiral, you could say. Oh, yeah. We're just not paying for funerals in the Western world the way that people used to. People are saying, no, I I don't want to do that. I want to be different. I want to be a tree when I die. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about it? Like, I like the idea of being in a casket. People come and they're looking at me in the casket. So you want an open casket situation? I like, I, well, I like the idea of being in a casket. Okay. Okay, let's just stop right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't want to go in the ground in it. So I know there are actually some funeral homes where like you can r- just rent a casket and then have the body disposed of in other ways. 
Oh, I see. Okay, so like just for the showing, you'd be in the casket, and then when everybody says goodbye to you, then they just throw you in the oven? Well, you know, yeah, and you know there are some caskets where they have like the bottom, like, like I mean, and I know the coffin flop sketch is a joke, but they have the, the bottom where it's like a trap door so they can just like cycle the bodies through really fast. Oh my God, I did not know. Wow. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Well, maybe we should do another episode talking about that. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love yeah. that you just, so you want to be embalmed and put makeup on your dead body and all that, like when you go? I didn't know this actually. I, I want people crying over me. Oh, okay. So, and that's, yeah. I want like the, the, you know, the funeral I saw in the movie My Girl. <laughs> you know, I think they would cry whether they see you or not, but I totally understand that you want to I want be, the theatric. You want to be looked at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a person who does not want to be looked at in life wants more than anything to be looked at in death. Oh, well, you know. Yeah. So, but yes, our generation, the one that Jessica and I belong to, the millennials, <laughs> we're not choosing to be buried traditionally. We, we're like not having our bodies observed in funeral homes with a bunch of flowers around us. We're doing things a little bit different. <laughs> But if you do plan to go the traditional route, it's important to know some of your options. Yeah. And yeah, and thinking about that, it got us wondering about the differences specifically between coffins and caskets. I love those names, coffins and caskets, coffins and caskets. (laughs) And the words are almost interchangeable and you might catch yourself referring to one when you really mean the other or perhaps not really even know what distinguishes a cough from a cask. No, and (laughs) I'm so guilty of like, I just my whole life go coffin casket. Like I don't really think about what the difference is. Well, upon first, just like without obviously digging into this episode, when I think of a casket, I think uh, just real shitty, just like real shit. Uh, really? Yeah. Just think of like, oh, well, your eyes are about to be open, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so like, just like really shitty and more so like, um, like in the backyard, junkyard and like a coffin is just like, I think of vampires and like Frankenstein, I guess. And like, okay. Yeah, just off the dome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> you and I need to make a spinoff podcast called Off the Dome, <laughs> where no preparation goes into it. Uh oh, I'm like getting trouble. <laughs> and there's just there's so many comments pointing out all the inaccuracies. So many inaccuracies. inaccuracies. Yep. Like, someone's just like they got their own names wrong. <laughs> what happened there? So bad. Um, yes, I I think it's. Yeah, we've we've come to just associate those words. English language, languages are always changing. So we've just kind of plopped them together. Um, but they're different. And first, though, maybe we should talk about what the two share in common. Both are burial containers with the intended purpose of storing a body of someone who is dead. And they are lowered into the ground in generally the same way, depending on what tech and tools are available. And that is surprisingly about where the similarities end. You'd think that there would be more, but no. But yeah. for, for big boxes that bodies are buried in, they're more different than you might think. Understandably, most of us aren't getting up and close and personal to clock the differences, hopefully. I mean, maybe you do, but... Hopefully. I mean, people listen to this podcast, who knows? That's true. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Jess, I love our relationship. I think it's one of the healthiest relationships in my life. I think so, too. And it's only getting better. That's because we're working on ourselves. And a big part of that is therapy. And you, too, can work on yourself and the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other. 
by trying BetterHelp. Yes, and I have personally, I go to therapy and it has helped leaps and bounds for me. I've been going for the past three years and sometimes I go to therapy and I'm like, I don't have much to talk about today and they end up actually being the best sessions. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com 30MM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 30MM. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses brand that has over 250,000 five-star reviews, and they are on a mission to match affordably and durability, making top quality shades accessible to everybody. And some of those five-star reviews are from the people that you are listening to right now, because we are huge fans of Shady Rays. They have so many styles and colors to pick from. So finding the perfect polarized shades is a breeze. Oh my gosh. They have my favorite, my personal favorite thing. And I've never heard about this from any other uh, sunglass company is that they have tangle free sunglasses. So if you have a lot of hair up on the top of your head and you want, and you're like running around and you're like, just, you know, shifting your sunglasses on your head, it doesn't snag in your hair like every other sunglasses that pair that I've ever owned. (laughs) Yes. And I have such fine hair and that is always an issue for me. Not with my Shady Rays Tangle Free Aviators. Good. And also they have blue light glasses, which I'm currently wearing right now and I wear every single day or else I'll get headaches and be angry while looking at my computer all day. (laughs) Thanks to Shady Rays for Jessica not turning into the Hulk. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We appreciate that. And they also have a lost and broken protection policy. So if your shades go missing, if they break... Don't worry about it. They've got you covered from day one. That's so great. And they also have free shipping and returns. So if you don't love your shades, you can exchange or return them for free within 30 days. And there's no risk when you shop. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Head to ShadyRays.com and use code 30MM for 35% off polarized sunglasses and snow goggles. Yeah, they have freaking snow goggles. If you're into like winter sports and stuff, do it. It's great. Anyway, try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. You can tell a coffin versus a casket, though, right off the bat, surely by the shape. Coffins have six sides and they are tapered at the head and the feet. They sort of then broaden out around what you might think of as like the shoulders of the box. Like they're coffin shaped. I don't know how else you would describe it. They're saying they're coffin shaped, but then it's like, what is coffin shaped? Well, it's coffin shaped. <laughs> just look up a coffin or maybe just go to a funeral home just for shits and giggles. Just look around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And caskets are more rectangular. If you've been to a westernized funeral, you've probably gone to observe a body in a casket. Uh, R.I.P. I'm sorry. Whereas the lid on a coffin is flat and removable, the lid on a casket is like dome shaped and typically split into two. So that way it can be opened partially and then the upper half of the body is visible. So, I mean, I feel like there's always the jokes of, you know, oh, this person was buried and they only had the suit jacket and shirt and tie on. They didn't have any. We didn't we didn't spring for the nice pants. Nope. Nope. Or they're just pantsless. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody's going to see it. (laughs) So with the advent and popularization of embalming during the American Civil War, this is where kind of this idea of like viewing a body came from because corpses could be preserved longer in a lifelike state for viewing. You know, the whole idea of like, we want to get these boys home from war. 
were embalming them, putting them on ice. So that way their families can get them back in the state that they, you know, that most resembles them looking alive, which made the notion of a casket you could prop half open all the more appealing. And also just the idea of the beautification of death rituals. Mm -hmm. Caskets also usually have rails along the side to serve as handles for pallbearers to hold onto them when carrying. Now, before we get into the nitty gritty, let's talk about the intangible thing that we can't quite put a name to or quantify, which is the overall vibe. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. And you <laughs> you touched on this off the dome. <laughs> <laughs> you hit this with this pure off the dome, yep. but coffins by name and nature, they just have a different connotation than a casket, right? Mm -hmm. Like you associate them with horror. You mentioned vampires, mummies. I don't know why you've said Frankenstein, if I'm being honest, but you said it. I don't know why. You know, that's again off the dome. And then we also talked about the inaccuracies <laughs> of things being yes. off the dome. Yeah. <laughs> but you're probably going to find more cute coffin shaped decorations at Target during the Halloween season than you would caskets. So does that help anybody understand? <laughs> oh yeah, if you if you want to get a casket, you got to go over to Costco because you know when you're when you're leaving and you're about to get them to check your receipt and they have they have like the shower stall set up to show you that they make sh showers. Oh and my god! There's like a pamphlets for caskets. So I just got a Costco membership. So you bet your ass I'm like, and I've only gone twice so far. So I haven't really done the full like. Thing yet where I'm like, oh, I know the store by heart. and I'm, I've looked at every fucking thing. There's so much to look at there. I do get overwhelmed, but I will be looking at this now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I feel like probably when it was first introduced there, it, it felt morbid, right? That you could go to a big box store and buy a casket. Mm -hmm. yeah. Also, there's just something about coffins that feel scarier and more antiquated. Like coffins sort of dropped off in popularity and usage during the 20th century. And when I think of a coffin, I think of a solid featureless pine box, like the one that Beatrix Kiddo punches her way out of in Kill Bill. Mm, mm -hmm. And I think what that's maybe more of what, when you were saying like what you thought about a casket, mm -hmm. maybe what you were kind of conflating a little bit. Yep. But then when I do think of a casket, I think of something that's like a little bit more substantial and elegant to it. Like it's got a, you know, a whole look to it. Yeah, like dignified and peaceful resting place that has like the satin lining and like a shiny coat of wax on the wood. Mm -hmm. And speaking of the wood coffins, like caskets can be made out of metal or wood, but caskets also tend to have a selection of luxury woods you can choose from. So like cherry or mahogany, <laughs> like, you know, and that's a big thing that I think a lot of people feel guilt over when their loved one dies is like, do you spring for the nicer wood? Yeah. Yeah. Like right now I have an answer to that, but then like, if if I had a loved one die, my answer would probably change. I'd be like, no, they, they need the best. But right now I'm like, they don't care. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know. That being said, I only want the best. Uh, okay, noted. <laughs> for, for the for the box I'm not going to be buying. All right, in. wrote it down. Elise wants the best. Okay, okay. got it. So he here's the thing, though, because we might be giving coffins a bad rap by spreading some misconceptions about how simple they are <laughs> compared to caskets. If we rewind to the 19th century, coffins were anything but basic. They were tricked out. Tricked out, huh? Yeah. I love <laughs> that. Know. I love that that's the word you used. Yeah. Um, before the ride was invented, people were pimping their coffins and the final ride, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But at the height of the Victorian England's preoccupation with death and morbidity, something called coffin furniture, yeah, was all the rage. And no, we're not talking about novelty cabinets or couches shaped 
like coffins. Coffin furniture basically referred to like metal fittings and decorations that adorned the coffin and added personalized touches and style. So ornaments ranging from doves to crosses to angels, really whatever you wanted or a blacksmith was willing to design unless you bought mass market stuff. Because at this time, there were a lot of advancements in production and industry that meant that metal fittings were easier to make in these batch quantities. So they could be cheaper and more widely available, even if you weren't particularly wealthy. If you couldn't afford it, though, you could paint your coffin, which a lot of people did. Records show that hundreds of tons of metal were buried during this time in the form of coffin furniture. And it's not just the embellishments. Ornamental plaques that listed the name and date of birth and death of the deceased, or maybe even like a small inscription like, our darling, you know, whatever you want to put on there. Plaques would be fancier or more intricate depending on the wealth of the family. And then there were coffin screws, which were the screws used to screw the lid on because the lid was detached from the box. So you had to secure it with something. The thing is, though, these particular coffin screws were often more decorative than functional. Mm. And these designs got more and more elaborate over the time, like they might be carved or have imagery on them. Some historical accounts actually talk about the family members of the deceased inserting the screws into the coffin as kind of like a uh, symbolic act. Yeah. And coffins, you know, it's, it's interesting to talk about this and then think of them how we think of them now as being these personalityless wooden boxes mm-hmm. and so simple. And I think we just, we always think about the Victorians and death and how they just went to the nine. They really did. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, um, so really, who are we to judge their obsession when maybe they they got it right? But we digress here more right after the break. All right, so back to talking coffin, the the new show that Jess and I are doing on the side, in addition to off the dome. <laughs> Um, we've hinted a little bit at the shift in popularity and usage from coffins to caskets in America, and you might be wondering exactly how that came to be. And I touched on it earlier, but the Civil War, right, Jess? Yeah, the American Civil War definitely was a turning point. So much death, so many young lives cut down in their prime. And there was a big movement to honor the fallen, whose remains had to be transported via rail for days across, a, you know, our very expansive country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as we said, this gave rise to embalming procedures, you know, after being put on ice. A simple pine coffin in 1840 cost between $2 and $3. So that's anywhere like from $40 and 60 in today's currency. But the coffins used to transport soldiers' bodies. They actually had lids that were made of zinc and lead, so they were watertight. And then by necessity, the shape of coffins started to change for transport So they did initially have that six-sided shape, but then they sort of streamlined them into these rectangular designs so they could be stacked and packed on a train in a more uniform way. They could fit more in. That alone is just like oddly morbid to me. Yeah, it it is interesting (sighs) how like the industry of death changes to fit the needs. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, given the amount of death, the U.S. experienced this major recontextualization of death, not unlike the Victorians. This manifested in, as we said, the beautification of death. Yeah, there was more effort and attention given to how somebody was interred and mourned. Coffin was kind of a harsh word to describe, you know, your son who served and gave his life for the country. And 
it, it, coffin just didn't have this the same meaning as casket, which was from the old French word cassette, which describes a box that holds valuables and jewels. Cassette. Just yeah, so fascinating. So there was already this mental shift of like, oh, the the what we're putting into this word word and how it honors and memorializes a person, mm-hmm. which we give so much power to words. So mm-hmm. it's fascinating. I love the word cassette. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Okay. So we've learned a lot about why casually using the words coffin and casket interchangeably is categorically wrong. And if we're shopping around for one, we know exactly what to ask for. So now that we're all experts, where do we buy a casket or a coffin, depending on your vibe? Uh, yeah, I feel like people are like, I'm turning this off right now because I know it's Costco. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're in the market for a coffin, you're probably not going to find many, if at all, or a variety if you're shopping in a funeral home. Funeral homes now in the U.S. seem to tend to only carry caskets or like most most of their businesses in caskets. Mm-hmm. But like the creative coffins we mentioned at the top of the episode, you'll find a lot more variety and unusual coffin designs online and cheaper than caskets, too. Yeah. And you can buy a casket on Amazon. There's this one brand I was looking it up and like they have a bunch of options on Amazon. I just have never I've never thought to look up these things on Amazon. But, you know, Jeff Bezos, he's got everything. He's thought of everything. He thought of it all from birth to death. <laughs> <laughs> you can live on Amazon. And I just, I mean, I, you can't, how do you return that? I, oh. I'm supposed to take that to Whole Foods? Well. <laughs> Scan the QR code? Well, c- can they, yeah, can they do returns? Like, it's like, okay, we used it. We, di- we didn't throw the whole thing in the oven. So, mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. they're in the ground now. They just want a bare bare body to the soil. If that there must be yeah a bare body to the soil. Not that I don't think you can do that, but <laughs> I want to be butt naked, <laughs> dropped into the soil. I have to imagine if you're returning, maybe you can't return the cash. You probably to Amazon, can't. But there must be a restocking fee. Like sure. you've got to schedule a UPS. Uh, oversized package pickup. Yeah, for sure. Because say, for instance, you did get it delivered, but there was like, it got damaged in shipping or something. It's like, is I don't know if there's any proof to know that the yeah. dead body was or, in there. Or you open it up and it's been used. <laughs> yes. Like you ever get that? <laughs> you ever, ever happened to you? Honestly, you get something and, no. Yeah. I, I Knock on wood. I have not, like, because when I read the reviews for Amazon things before I purchase something, like I see people say, oh, it came mm-hmm. with makeup stains on it or whatever. Yep. I actually haven't, and I con- I hope that continues for me. Hasn't happened for me either, but this will be it. I'll get it. I'll get the. I'll open the casket. And I'll be like, oh, there's somebody in here. Oh geez, Ugh. I can just smell them. Yeah, I'll have to get on with the Amazon chat. Oh geez, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I know Amazon, and then like we said, Costco too. And if you got the money to spend and the time to wait, you can get a casket handcrafted, which is pretty nice. Yeah, I'm sure. Like I can imagine also too. There are probably like situations where you have a terminally ill family member or maybe even it's just like a tradition in your family to get handcrafted caskets Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i i i don't know that you could especially if it's personalized you could get that really quickly but yeah yeah and now for the question on everyone's mind i have been buried alive is it easier for me to escape a coffin or a casket yes god waiting for this waiting for this (laughs) yeah we touched on this a little bit in our episode about being buried alive you haven't listened to it it's great and the answer is a coffin more specifically one that's a simple pine box yeah unless you're captain america there is no way that you're getting out of that casket sorry they are too 
thick and sturdy, much like Captain America. (laughs) Yeah. In that episode, we talk a bit about like the steps to take if you're buried alive and how to punch your way out of a coffin. Definitely worth the listen or re-listen if you're all survivorless. But you, yeah, definitely, you you never know where you're going to find yourself. So I suggest you you learn the tools now. Yeah, I do some like weight training now. And I know you do as well. I do. You know that? No, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at like what is about what is coming after you say that. That's what I'm laughing <laughs> you at. You don't know. You don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to say? I don't know that you've been training for weights. So maybe you could bust out of a casket even though you can't. Okay, well, I, I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to tell you now. Oh, come on. What it was. No, tell me. It was that. I was going to say that. Did you? No, you're messing with me. No, I was going to say that. I was going to be like, well, you know, I'm sure I'm, I've been just training. So if this happened, maybe I could punch my way out. Oh, my God. I know you so well. We are best friends. I know. I know. This is awful. It's really great, what though. A, <laughs> what a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure like our survival instincts kick in and then... We're just punching, and we know how to do it. Mm-hmm. We do know. I'm, do I'm going to die in the ground. I'm so going to die in the ground. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way I don't panic and use all my air. You might make it out. Though. No, I would panic. Are you? Kidding? I would immediately start start hyperventilating and just use every ounce of air. Like not do any of the things that we were told to do that we told ourselves to do. Yeah. Well, whether you're buried in a coffin or a casket, a body will decompose at a slower rate since you're protected from insects and soil pH and the elements, etc. However, a casket, of which many are advertised and marketed uh, for their airtight nature, is leak-proof, usually. Usually, yes. Sometimes that's a bad thing. <laughs> um, and if it piques your interest, I also we also highly recommend that you check out our past episode on exploding casket syndrome. It is such a joy. Oh, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> it is wild. Um for now, I feel like we have gotten to the bottom of this coffin versus casket debacle. I know everybody's been debating for for years now, and you've you've come to the right place. So, and, and yeah, and I do feel like this was something that me, as somebody who considers myself versed in morbidity, I felt ashamed about. Like I, I was like, okay, like I know that I know that these are different things, but I'm too proud to look these up at this point. So, oh, okay. I feel like this was a this was a lot of growth. That's good. Getting this head on. Yeah. That's no, good. And you know what? I just had a thought that when you were saying all that, would it be fun or not to go to a funeral home, me and you make a video and we just like lay in different caskets, not coffins, because only caskets are at the funeral homes. And we just lay in them and figure out which one we kind of feel cozy in. Just take turns. Are we going to have to break in? Like, are the un- like, I don't I can't see a world where we we call a funeral home and ask an undertaker like, hey, can we just come lay down in your coffins and your caskets? Well, what if I want to? What if I'm just like, I want to I want to figure out the cost. Oh, you want to test it? Yeah, I want to test it. What is best for me when I go? They're really going to stop me. Oh, my gosh. Do you think that's something that happens? I mean, Somebody has done, yeah, out of right? eight billion people in the world. I mean, the fact that there's like living memorials too, and I, I absolutely think someone's just like, ah, this one. If you or someone that you know has tested a casket, <laughs> <laughs> leave us a, a voice message at speakpipe.com/slash 30 morbid minutes and let us know, yeah, because yeah, I'm sure there's an eccentric person out there who is like, if I'm gonna be in this thing, quote unquote, for eternity, I want to know how it feels. I would love to I would love to do that with you cuz I think you'd get so excited. I think so too. But <laughs> would you 
do you think that you would get in the box and then start to maybe like freak out? Yeah, there was a, I don't know when this was done. I'll look it up after the episode, but there was like a test done, a test, like a, um, an ex- experiment done, um, on a, like a show or reality show or something where people walked into their own, um, funeral. So they walked into this room they saw the in loving memory of, you saw a picture of yourself, you saw the flowers, you saw your casket. And I think you were in there for about an hour and so you walk in, you look at everything, you lay inside the casket, and you're just left in there to, with your own thoughts, no music, just silence, and you're just left in there. Do you know if going into it, they like knew that they would be experiencing this situation? That I don't know, which is why I want to get some more info about it. If you happen to know what Jess is referring to, feel free to, to leave us a message there too about that. If you've got any insider intel too, or you know of a specific experiment done like that. And if you like this foray into morbidity and you're new to the podcast, check out our back catalog. Yeah, we've covered like a lot of fascinating topics, two of which we've mentioned even in this episode alone over the years. And the episodes are evergreen. That means you can listen anytime. Yeah, we um we also like on our social media pages, which is our TikTok and our Instagram 30 Morbid Minutes, we take a lot of bite-sized info, info from our episodes and beyond and kind of share those. Yeah. But seriously, thank you so much to everybody who has reviewed and shared this podcast. That thank really, you. really helps us. We greatly appreciate it. And those of you who support us directly by signing up at 30mm.show slash first, thank you so much. If you are not a first member, please go to that link. Again, 30mm.show slash first. Um, it directly supports us. And we very much appreciate it. Yeah. And you get perks from us, including watch parties of horror movies and beyond, because there are so many other brands that are part of this first collective. And we have really cute t-shirts and hoodies over at store.roosterteeth.com. And if you like this podcast, you'll also love Red Web by, we call them like our, our, our brother podcast. They call us mm-hmm. <laughs> their sister podcast, <laughs> hosted by uh, our friends Trevor and Alfredo as they investigate online conspiracy theories and mysteries. Now, you know what they say, Jess, if the coffin be rocking, don't come a knocking. Man, that qualifies for a major bad bye, Elise. So ends coffin talk. Talking coffin. <laughs> bad bye, Jess. Bad bye, Elise. Bye.